Hey everyone, just want to give you guys a heads up that this episode was recorded early this year and we were terrorized with several different obstacles with uh, recording being mismatched and a lot of stuff. We had a lot of issues with this one, but we were able to salvage it and cut it down to what we have here and we want to release it because we, we actually, we really liked talking about this movie, so we wanted to share with y'all still. So I hope you enjoy this episode of Skimmer Rink and a part of the intro was also unsalvageable. So I just want to really quickly just reintroduce this podcast, just in case you don't know. This is Concession Impressions, where two hosts, Michelangelo, myself, and Charles, go watch a movie, and we give our immediate reviews. Also, on this episode, just want to let you guys know, because this was like several months ago, it's not the current format of driving in the car, kind of talking about it. This is post viewing and just kind of just us at home kind of thing so just like a few heads up for that but uh i hope you enjoy nonetheless and yes i'm just gonna jump right into it so let's just play from here featuring the directorial debut of kyle edward ball the horror film skin marink am i saying that right did i say that right chase as far as i know gotcha well as always i am your host michelangelo and i'm joined as always with my creepy creepy phone in the dark chase I, i'm the creepy phone in the dark <laughs> what does that mean <laughs> i don't know it's one of the characters in the in the movie oh right 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 the toy my eyes do that they do that sometimes see that's why that's why i chose that character for you i think you are the face that appears on the ceiling in that one nice. shot this movie's so hard to talk about. You can't even really spoil it because it's like, it's not even like a real story. I mean, there's sort of a story, but it's like, it's really just a vibey, moody movie. Yeah. Okay. So giving a synopsis of the film, the movie is pretty much a horror film about two kids, a little a brother and sister who wake up one night in the middle of the night and they find out that their father's gone and all the windows and the doors to the house are gone and slowly as the time progresses things become creepier and creepier and things more and more things start to vanish and vanish if you've ever read the book house of leaves it kind of reminds me of that i was gonna say it's kind of like freddy cougar but without freddy cougar Kruger. Kruger. yeah cougar yeah he's not a cougar that'd be a completely different movie hey that's the that's the spin-off movie. The, the he kept he keeps the the knife hands. Yeah. Oh gosh. That's a terrifying movie. Possibly more terrifying than this movie. I guess Freddy Krueger move aside we're going to be jumping into Skinnamarink. I think the the important thing with this movie or like why it's kind of so interesting is that it was made for around $15,000 and it's managed through mostly TikTok to have a box office of about one, two million dollars, which is massive. Completely interesting. And it's also filmed at the director's house, his own house that he grew up as as a child. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. And yeah, I mean, I think it's a very small budget. And I mean, like, as you watch the film, you can kind of tell because it looks like it was shot on a camera in the 90s and you have two kid actors you don't even see their faces literally once (laughs) yeah all the tv programming the cartoons are all like in public domain so like really you know it's not a budget 
there's no real budget really needed for it even. You see the adult actors twice um, for a couple minutes each time. And the, the children actors have no real lines, at least that I could tell. It seemed like the lines were mostly like read on a sound stage or something. It, there was no conversation. It was just like wild lines almost. Yeah, exactly. So how do you feel about this then? Like, this is a like very experimental horror film that kind of tried to take a nightmare and put it onto onto the screen with a, a low, low budget of $15,000. And it it came out to be making over two million dollars. How do you how do you feel about that? I mean, I think it's actually very exciting because it shows kind of what you can do as a filmmaker these days. Is the budgets don't have to be massive to make money. You can literally just film on a cell phone these days. I don't know what this was filmed on, but it didn't seem like it was the highest quality camera and through clever editing, clever sound mixing, clever use of tension, you can create something that is still genuinely entertaining. Like I was I was entertained throughout most of it. Felt a little long, but I think that was just a limitation of this kind of filmmaking which is leaning heavily on more pure cinema almost like silent film era techniques to try and carry the story as opposed to more modern filmmaking, which is more like actors doing things. I think that it is exciting that, oh, hey, we don't need a $10 million, $100 million budget to make money to put people in seats or to, to bring people to, to watch something or some of that, right? It is cool in that way that, okay, they have a an idea and they were able to execute it in a way that win a really low budget and still get their idea across in a really good way and they made a lot of money off of it right mm-hmm. so that's it's a kind of good on them how effective was it for you as like a horror i th- i think you know the thing about skin rink is that like i'm not a big fan of horror films so when i watched it i was like oh this is creepy and like eerie and reminiscent of like childhood nightmares i would say mm-hmm and it kind of does that in a really interesting way, in a fun way where it like, you know, it has those cameras that are placed in ways where you you kind of can't really even see the whole picture any of the time, really. It's kind of like you're hiding underneath your cover and you're like peeking one eye out of the cover to kind of see the corner of your room to see if there's something there when you're a kid or something like that. The whole cinematography is kind of done in that way and it kind of doesn't show you the whole room. Like I don't think you ever see a full room ever in the film. So I think like those things are kind of really like, oh my gosh, like the not knowing of what could be just outside of the view of the camera is like really scary for the film that creepy feeling of like what's going to happen the tension of what's going to happen next or some of that right i think creepy is the best way to describe it it just has this like this creepy quality (laughs) you mentioned how it feels long and drawn out and i think it's also confusing at times the film yeah and i think it's because if it feels like it was a nightmare that was just turned into a film you know, it feels like confusing at times and things sometimes don't make sense, but it's still kind of creepy. Just kind of like how a a nightmare would be as a child or even like right now where you kind of are like, oh, interesting. This random thing happened. And in the dream, you're like, that makes total sense. But when you wake up, you're like, wait, why did that happen? That doesn't make any sense at all. Mm-hmm. There are some like really great moments, though, moments where I was really like on the edge of my seat, kind of terrified, like the moment where the the demon voice 
randomly comes on to the screen and like tells the kid to stab his eye. <laughs> I think that the, the creepiest part for me was the bedroom scene. That was also very creepy. Then some of them elicited a laugh from me. Because occasionally they do these like really cheap sound effects. Yeah. And the cheap. It felt like a reminiscent of like early 90s, 80s, 70s, like TV effects kind of thing, right? And, well, I kept thinking of, and this might be because I had just started watching Velma on HBO which I, I didn't even make it past the first episode on that one. But it got me thinking about Scooby-Doo. Is it reminded me of Scooby-Doo horror? Like where it's kind of, it's like on the edge of horror. It's not really horrifying, but it's like a joke horror. They would like smash cut into, with like a banging sound effect, into a sort of creepy image, like of a creepy face. Like the one time we saw the little girl and her mouth was missing and her eyes yeah. were missing. Were her eyes missing? I can't remember now. I, I believe so. I think like her whole face, like her eyes and mouth were all covered up. Or, like, missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, that was kind of creepy, but it was also, like, done in such a, like, over-the-top manner that it was also funny. <laughs> yeah, and I think, actually, I want to talk about that for a second as well, is that when I went to go watch it in theater, because we watched it at different theaters, actually. How many people were at your theater? They were actually maybe a, just a handful, like 15, maybe. Which I was kind of confused, because when I went into it, I was like, okay, this... this I Going into it, all I knew was oh, this is a, a movie that's $15,000 budget and it already made over $2 million. Yeah. So I was expecting the movie to be like full, but it would, there was like maybe 10, 15 people in the movie theater. And I think the reactions of it were like the same, I think, everywhere it seems like, where a lot of the times when like those, those weird noises and then the door kind of just disappeared, like fades out, or the scene actually with the telephone, the little like telephone clown toy thing. Mm-hmm. those were good it, it was like oh my gosh what's this like scary face in the dark and then it light turns on and just oh it's the phone <laughs> and like people everyone in the, the the theater started laughing kind of thing or whenever like a, a door would disappear everyone would start laughing when because of the weird sound effects and how it looked kind of thing and it was a really interesting mixed review of like listening to people talk as i was leaving the theater which was like one person's comment was like oh i guess this is what i just watched like whatever <laughs> this was yeah. And then another person was like, so I don't I don't get it. Or like one person was just like, it's not really scary. It's not really funny. I don't really know where to put it. Like everyone seemed like was confused. And some people were like, oh, I like that movie. And some people were like, wait, what? I hated that movie. There was like a real big mix of reviews as I was leaving the film. And I feel it was interesting. How, how was, did you, could you notice anything similar in, in your showing? My showing also had about 15 people in it. And I was sort of at the front of the theater. So I couldn't really follow everyone and what they were reacting, how they were reacting throughout the movie. But occasionally you'd get these like, it's like bursts of laughter out of nowhere, which were at those like kind of moments where you're not sure whether you're supposed to be like terrified or you're supposed to laugh if this movie was all just those like creepy tension building shots i think it would have been one note less memorable and kind of irritating it was kind of nice that there was some shots mixed in some humor mixed in some kind of childishness mixed in too like Mm -hmm. like there was times where it was like just the children like playing with each other and you just kind of hear them like joking with each other yeah i mean it felt almost reminiscent of my own childhood yeah. like even they were playing with log- legos and stuff like that and i was like oh yeah that's kind of cool i, I would have done the same thing i would just like dump out all my legos onto the living room floor and start building stuff and 
you know, little cities and, and, and just like play all day. No, I think it's, it's one of the, the really interesting strengths of this movie is that it does capture that childhood wonder and childhood fear all in one in like a really interesting way. It's hard, it's hard to describe because it's really, it's really told just purely through images and a little bit of sound. The sound is not even really doing that much honestly yeah it's mostly white noise yeah just like little sound bites or or the sound of a tv playing Mm -hmm. actually i don't know if you mind but can we go into our reviews a little early and then i want to say some more stuff after we give our reviews yeah absolutely okay so you go first what would it what do you use your um review for this film i think it is a hot dog film for me not because it's really bad or anything like i would actually totally be down to watch it again and just kind of study it a little bit but because it ultimately just doesn't really satisfy you know oh, interesting because it's, i thought it, i thought you were going to give it a, a lot higher review than that really i i don't know yeah. it, it just it, it there's so little going on even though i appreciate how much it kind of like made me care for the characters actually with a lot of the interesting things like the, every time they played the cartoons the the legos all those little little shots like made me actually care for these characters we only saw in glimpses it's still i don't know by the end i wasn't that afraid of anything and i left the theater kind of mostly interested in just talking about it with somebody but not that interested in the movie i hope my review is going to be surprising my review for this film is Raisinette. Ooh. Not even Raisinette. I hate this film, actually. Really? I wanted to wait to this moment to say it as a little twist, but I hated this film <laughs> so much. Fun, fun, fun. I came home. I came home, and the first thing I said was, This might be the worst movie I've ever watched. <laughs> I love it. I think I think it is very polarizing. Now, I, I will say that it is the worst movie for me. I won't I will say that there is some th- glimmers of like things in the movie that I would say I can see the appeal but for me going back to what I was saying earlier in the episode I'm not a fan of horror it was everything I didn't like about horror in a way just wrapped into one like I I know that like a lot of horror films have like that low budget kind of found footage-esque kind of feel to them mm-hmm and I just don't, I don't know. I just don't care about it, really. It is kind of I reminiscent like, of... of uh, paranormal activity? Yeah, paranormal activity. Yeah. Honestly, I think paranormal activity was better f- film for me than, than this one. Yeah. I think it's, a, it's, a, it's an actual film. This movie is like, it's, it's just like a tone poem almost. Okay, wait, hold on. I have a little bit more of a rant to go through. Go, go through your rant. Okay, so everything I mentioned before, I was trying to like hide my my emotions with it but everything i said actually i want to just flip it on its head for a second okay going back to it so all the shots of position in really weird places sometimes it was cool other times it was just annoying like i'm looking at the corner of a ceiling and i'm just hearing people talk i don't know i just sure it was interesting at times but other times i just couldn't see anything it was just like i'm looking at black darkness and maybe i guess that is the intention behind it but i don't want to be sitting in a movie theater looking at grain and listening to grainy audio for (laughs) an hour and a half and this is the this is the most i've looked at my watch through a film i looked at my watch 10 minutes in and i was like well this has only been 10 minutes of the film and there's another hour and 20 minutes or hour and 30 minutes 
and I I looked at my phone surprisingly weirdly every single 10 minutes <laughs> except for a few times every single 10 minutes I looked at my phone or I looked at my watch and I was like wow only 10 more minutes have passed in this film because nothing has happened it's just like so slow I feel like it could have been way better as like a 30 minute or 40 minute film and i know this guy came from youtube so i feel like i kind of understand it and also like a lot of the ideas just kind of like are reused a lot of like the horror elements are just like reused and i like the creepiness like i like the scary face at the end and just like talking to it and never responds and things like that like that was creepy and i liked it but like i didn't like the scene where it's like the kid goes under the bed like looking under the bed and under the bed that's like creepy but then why Does it have to like, okay, we need to cut to the next scene. We're just going to throw a random jump scare in here. Like, I hate jump scares. And I think especially when it doesn't make sense. And I guess it's like, oh, you're expecting it to be a jump scare every time he looks under the bed. But then it isn't. I think that was so satisfyingly scary where it's like you're like, oh, I something's going to happen. It's not. And then it's not. It's not. And then it just like maybe ends and you're like, whoa, okay, I guess I got out of that one safely. But then like, I don't know, why do you have to just like, okay, we're going to just jump to a, like it's going to go really quiet and then it's just a jump, like a, a scary image and then a really loud noise. Like it hurt my ears throughout watching the movie sometimes because it would just turn up that grainy white noise sound to like 11 and I'm just like, I don't want to be listening to just white noise playing for 10 minutes straight. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy I enjoy your spicy take. I I mean I yeah. I don't think I disagree with anything you said. I I I think why it's not a raisinette for me versus a hot dog is because I enjoy that they did try to go for something and I enjoy the like playing around with the form and the medium and I enjoy the fact that it's it is kind of like there is a sort of like magic to a few of the scenes like that scene in the bedroom and the scene where he like stabs his eye I appreciated like lots of little things like that that uh just kind of added to this like really eerie quality where this movie could shine is on cable TV, like in the 90s or the early 2000s or some of that. You know, back in the day when TV ran out, (laughs) like, and they stopped TV and they just played white noise? I think, like, it would be an interesting TV, like, movie that would just be playing on the TV. So then if someone were to come home or to wake up at 3 in the morning or some of that or 1 in the morning at midnight, turn on the TV, and then this was just playing, I think it would be the creepiest thing ever, and it would work, right? Because it's, like, grainy it looks like your tv screen is like something wrong with it or some of that you're like confused and then it's just scary right watching in the movie theater on a big screen with like the highest quality speakers and surround sound and everything just like didn't work for me and i do agree with you though that is interesting and how it takes an approach and i I will give him credit that like hey you did a good job you did a good job in taking fifteen thousand dollars making a movie and making over two million dollars on on that you know Mm -hmm. it makes me want to see what he would do with an actual budget and i will say that also i'm welcoming the like experimental storytelling Mm -hmm. but i just think that i don't know it just wasn't it wasn't for me like i felt like it could have been a really really effective 30 minute short yeah i was just like bored and scared at the same time which is like (laughs) a feeling i've never thought i'd feel in my life (laughs) bored and scared i like it and i just don't want to feel it anymore kind of thing you know Mm -hmm. release the demons (laughs) 
I I think this isn't a perfect movie by any means, but with the limitation of its fifteen thousand dollar budget, I do think it it goes pretty far. My one takeaway is people really need to be a lot more creative on their films than they are right now. True. Let's get creative. <laughs> Anyways, I think that wraps it for this episode of Concession Impressions. I think so as well. All right. Well, let's get out of here and we'll see you all in the next episode of Concession Impressions. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.